0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, Stephen Newmaster, a researcher and botanist at the University of Guelph, is facing charges of using fraudulent research methods. Newmaster found fame in a 2013 publishing a study in BMC Medicine using DNA barcoding on herbal products such as echinacea, ginkgo biloba, and St. John's wort, and accusing the products of containing different plants to those labelled, being laden with inert fillers, and being tainted with contaminants that could cause liver and colon damage, skin tumours, and other serious health problems. These reports had significant impacts on the natural health industry, and led to major retailers removing products from the shelves. Promoting his work in outlets such as the New York Times and CBC, Newmaster was quoted as saying the findings pissed me off and going on to say that, I go in to buy a product that I believe in, that I care about, and I pay a lot of money for, and it's not even in the bottle. Are you kidding me? Newmaster went on to make millions of dollars certifying natural remedies as authentic and founded the Natural Health Products Research Alliance, which raised millions of dollars from herbal suppliers. In 2021, researchers from the University of Guelph the University of Toronto, the University of British Columbia, and Stanford University created a 43-page allegation letter suggesting that the content of that original paper was missing, fraudulent, or plagiarized, and that Newmaster recurrently failed to disclose competing financial interests in his papers. The website Science went on to claim that problems in Newmaster's work go well beyond the three papers. They include apparent fabrication, data manipulation, and plagiarism in speeches, teaching, biographies, and scholarly writing. The University of Guelph, which has been investigating the allegations since August 2021, declined to answer questions about its own investigation or science's findings citing confidentiality rules. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now my opinion on this is that this raises a lot of questions about this particular paper um, and also about science in general you know and this in terms of this particular paper it really raises questions around you know what were his motivations you know was he doing this alone or was he working with other people you know who stood to benefit from this research coming out from this critique of the natural health industry you know was it just aimed at you know, purely personal gain from his perspective in terms of being able to set himself up as the expert to regulate the natural health industry, or were there other influences at play there from parties who may have wished to see a reduction in the availability of some of these natural remedies? And perhaps a loss of reputation for some of these natural remedies which i think certainly happened as a result of these claims whereby you know people were then less likely to go for these natural remedies which i guess are you know less able to be isolated less able to be trademarked and patented and produced by just one company and more readily available by a you know a greater source of companies therefore potentially less profitable than than other methods of getting health care so who stood to benefit and what with their motivations. I think there's some major questions here around that. And, you know, really, in terms of the paper, where was the peer review, right? This should have been picked up earlier. And we're constantly being told to, you know, trust the science. There's a lot of steps that come into that in terms of being able to trust the science. And one of them is that there should be a thorough peer review going on into these papers to prevent exactly this sort of thing happening. And so that then comes to question as well of you know how much does the university have to answer here because it would seem from the report in sight they're certainly suggesting that you know not only was the university not over this in terms of preventing it, but seemingly they were very slow to come to the party in terms of acknowledging the problems that had occurred. you know it seems that they had received a lot of attention, potentially even a lot of funding, as a result of this paper and resultant papers and resultant processes that came from that in terms of assessing natural therapies and it seems that as a result of that they may have been quite slow to act in terms of acknowledging the problems with this review and coming out and publicizing that and apologizing for that and correcting that importantly in the science because really You know, trusting the science, as we're constantly told, relies on accurate science. You know, I'm not anti-science in any way, shape or form. I just think we need to have the right science. And so the right science, first of all, has to involve asking the right questions, which is where the philosophy we're coming from in terms of those questions we ask is really important. You know, we then need to make sure we're doing the right studies to answer those questions, you know, using the appropriate methods that are going to best answer those questions in a way that is useful and appropriate, you know, not just going for the reductionistic studies, but but looking from a more holistic perspective. We then need to have the right interpretation of that data. And obviously that comes from having the right scientists who have the right open-minded view, you know, they're not being dogmatic about what they're studying. They're not coming in with preconceived notions and biases potentially caused by funding and a whole bunch of other things, right? We then need to have the right submission of those studies. In particular Uh, we need to have a compulsion to publish those studies so that we're not just selecting the ones that happen to fit our bias, selecting the ones that happen to fit the bias of those who are funding us and allowing other considerations to come in other than just the science in terms of what is being submitted for review. We then need to have the right peer review, right? We need to make sure that the right people are analysing these papers in the right way thoroughly enough, as, as didn't appear to be the case in this case, to make sure that we're picking up on any potentially fraudulent acts, but also just errors as well. You know, it may be sometimes that it's been done deliberately, but there may be many other times where it's not been done deliberately either. We then need to have the right promotion of those studies, you know, because unfortunately in our modern world, with our modern media and our modern news cycle, then it's not always, you know, getting equal promotion. It's not always getting equally shared with the people who need to hear it. You know, we know that as an example, you know pharmaceutical companies spend an enormous amount of money on publicists and political lobbyists. Now, they don't do that for no reason. They do that because it works, because it's able to influence the way that the science is promoted and it's able to influence the way that the science is utilised both to the public but also to our legislators and also to our healthcare teams and, and to change the results in a way that may not have been done just with the science alone. You know, and that, once again, brings a whole lot of bias into the system. And so the final thing we need to do is is to have the right challenging of the system. We have to be allowed to ask the questions. We have to be allowed to get access to the data, to pull apart the data, to ask the right questions, to challenge it, to make sure that we are satisfied that it is actually telling us what they're saying it is telling us, to make sure that it's quality research that it's the right research in the right way at the right time that it's reproducible and that it's not just a lab effect but it's actually a real world effect so you know we in we want to be able to trust the science it's important that we can trust the science it is what allows us to progress forward but it needs to be done in the right way you've been listening to this week in wellness with brett hill to continue the conversation find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash this week in wellness If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives